0: Welcome back to Drive Time Devotionals. Thanks so much for joining me on this podcast that's designed to help you stand strong in your faith so you will abide in Jesus. I'm honored that you'd take the time to listen to this podcast and would love to answer any questions you might have. Please use the contact tab on my website, billsimpson.org. Now in episode number four, we learned how Jesus taught that if it's truly important to us, we will continually talk to our Father about it. Persistence in prayer is powerful. It's necessary. That was the reason Jesus told the story of the hungry traveler, and then he made this promise. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. I love to use the app Blue Letter Bible. It's an easy way to learn very helpful nuances about the original biblical languages, Hebrew and Greek, and you definitely don't have to be a biblical language scholar to understand it. For example, when you look up this passage, Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 10, you can learn that the three verbs, ask, seek, and knock, are all in what is called the present imperative active tense. That fancy grammar language simply means that these verbs are commands that you do and keep on doing. So it would literally be translated, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and don't ever stop knocking. Jesus could not have stressed it any better. We are to keep on asking our Father about the things that are important to both of us. Next, Jesus emphasized his Father's part in prayer. And this is by far the very best part of the story. It also shows us that Jesus had a great sense of humor. Here's what he said next. What father among you, if his son asked for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asked for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Can't you picture Jesus cracking a big old God-shaped smile while giving this super exaggerated illustration? When my children used to ask me for a Happy Meal, and that was pretty much daily, I never gave them decon pellets to munch on. When they asked for a Wendy's Frosty, not one time did I give them some ice-cold Roundup. I met their needs, although the Happy Meals were purchased with much less frequency than requested. As parents, we love to give our kids what they need and what they want, at least most of the time. How much more does our Father in the heavens want to meet our needs? Since He knows what we truly need in every situation... He is the perfect one to ask to meet those pressing needs. Because we don't often know what's truly best for us or for others, it's very important that we keep on asking and keep seeking and keep knocking so that during this process, we can learn from God what actually is best. You may be asking Him to do exactly what He wants to do for you. What you are asking for may be just what God wants to give you, but the timing may not be quite right. That's why persistence is required. You have to learn how to trust your father's timing as well as his decisions about what is best and when it's best. And if your request is good for everyone involved. Jesus jokingly emphasized that all of us fathers are lacking in goodness. He even called us evil. He deliberately chose these words because he was using the power of contrast once again. We earthly fathers know how to give good things to our kids, and we usually work hard to give them the best. I loved giving my kids what they wanted as long as I believed it was good for them. In parenting, sometimes much wisdom is needed to know if a child's request is truly good for them or not, Then sometimes we know right off the bat. How much more does our father, who is perfect love, Want to give us his absolute best. Jesus' crescendo to his teaching in this passage comes at the end of verse 13 when he concludes, How much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The very best thing that God could ever give to you is his spirit, and he freely gives his spirit to those who ask him. Now, wait a minute, Jesus. You taught about prayer by telling a story of a man whose need for food was met by his persistence. What does all that have to do with the Holy Spirit? I'm so glad you asked. Jesus' analogy is powerful, even if it is a little fuzzy at first. Just as the man's midnight guests needed food, you and I need the Spirit to meet all of our needs. The Spirit of God has everything you will ever need for the rest of your life. That's right. He has all the answers to all of life's questions, including each one of your specific questions, which involve every detail about your life and your relationships. He knows everything about everything, including your past, your present, and your future. There isn't anything that the Spirit of Jesus doesn't know about you and your life, your work, your family, your health, everything. And he also knows everything about quantum physics, automobile repair, and the intricacies of every Microsoft Office product. He knows how your cell phone works and where you put your glasses. He knows all the details of each one of your relationships and what every person is thinking and planning all the time. The Spirit, like the Father and the Son, is all-knowing. The Spirit knows everything about your relationships. He knows what is needed in your marriage to make it all you both dreamed it would be. Jesus' Spirit knows who you should date and who you shouldn't date. He knows how your co-worker will react to the email you need to send them about the problem in the office. The Spirit of God knows the results of the scan before your doctor even orders it. The Holy Spirit knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. He is our conduit for all of God's wisdom to flow into our hearts and minds. This is true for all who have been rescued by God and drawn to faith in Christ through the power of the Spirit. You are saved. You are His. Once you have been forgiven of all your rebellion against God, past, present, and future, you belong to Him. You are adopted into His family, and He never unadopts people. Jesus put it this way in John 6:37: All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Man, what a truth. I highly recommend that you take the time to study the entire 6th chapter of John. It's amazing. Once we are made His by His goodness and grace, life is then all about being transformed into the people who think and act like the Lord Jesus. The technical word for this is sanctification. Therefore, once you come to believe in Jesus as God's Son and your Lord, all you need is more and more of the Spirit's power and influence in your life. It's not that we need more of the Spirit, not like we begin with 25% and hopefully increase from there. It's that the Spirit needs more of us. When Jesus said that the Father longs to give us the Spirit, he meant that his Father longs for the Spirit to be a greater and greater force in our lives. In John 16:7, and you'll recall, this is on that holy Thursday night when Jesus is speaking with his 11 disciples in the garden. He referred to His Spirit who was coming to replace Him as our helper, which literally means that He is the one who comes alongside us. As He comes along beside us, He empowers us to love those who are difficult to even like, to overcome all kinds of temptations, to stand strong in our beliefs and convictions, and to know how to patiently tolerate annoying personality types. The Spirit is the one who can embolden you to tell others about the hope you have in Christ, to answer His leading to do certain things, to remember God's words and how to apply them to specific situations, and how to obey all that Jesus taught. It was the Spirit who drew you to believe in Jesus, who opened the eyes of your heart to understand your sinfulness and His sacrifice, and it is the Spirit who guides your every move in life. If there's one thing that you need above all else, it's the same thing I need. It is the Spirit of Jesus guiding and leading and strengthening us. As the Apostle John neared the end of his extraordinary life, he wrote, By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his Spirit. That's from 1 John 4.13. We remain as followers of Jesus because of the Spirit's help and presence within us. Jesus stated, You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. When Jesus promised that He would never leave us or abandon us, He wasn't referring to Himself literally, but to His very Spirit. That's also why Jesus said, It was better for His disciples that He returned to the Father so that the Spirit could then come to be in them. Having the Spirit in us is better than hanging out with Jesus. This is why Jesus concluded His profound teaching on prayer with the promise that His Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. How often do you ask the Father to give you His Spirit? How much are you depending on the Spirit's help for your life's challenges? The secret to fully enjoying the abundant life that Jesus came to give you is found in your daily dependence on the Spirit of God to continually strengthen you in the very core of your being. If this podcast is helping you to remain in Christ, then consider sharing the link with others on your social media sites. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, you can go to my website and find those links. The URL is billsimpson.org. My desire is to encourage as many as possible through the life-changing power of the amazing Word of God. So until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ And the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you.